0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Amazing Rewatch. This is Jessica and Sadie, and today we are covering episode 5 of season 4. Original air date is June 26th, 2003. Where did we leave off? We left off last episode in France. Mm -hmm. Marseille? Marseille? No, but there's Versailles. Marseille. Yeah. Marseille. And they had like... Basically traveled all around the whole country of France Mm -hmm. and Steve and Josh were eliminated because they got lost somewhere, somewhere. (laughs) Tian and Juri used the fast forward last episode, which we thought was such a weird time to use it, but they did. So they are departing first this time at 2.26 AM and the route info says, drive yourself to Marseille, to the Marseille airport and fly to Amsterdam. And then when you get there you'll make your way to the Magere Brug bridge and find the route marker there. And it's just like a well-known white bridge in Amsterdam. And they have $90 for this leg like, of the race. I don't know if that even matters, but we say it anyway. <laughs> and then John and Al and Millie and Chuck will leave at 2:41 a.m. So that fast forward only got Tiana Jury a 15 minute head start. Yeah. So worthless. <laughs> Monica and Cherie leave at 2.45 a.m. And at this point, Tian and Juri are getting to the airport. And the desks don't open until about 5 a.m. So they have to wait a little while before they can even start buying tickets. And there's a few teams that catch up. Um, When Monica and Cherie are in their taxi on their way to the airport, they are, like, talking about Tian and Juri. And they're saying, like, they are not nice to each other. Mm -hmm. They're like, if Tian wasn't around, we'd be happy with that. Yeah. Like, everybody doesn't like Tian. Even Drie. Yeah. yeah. Especially Drie. (laughs) Especially Drie. It's very apparent in this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah she kind of just seems like a I don't know it's just a not nice person right at this moment? No. Yeah well and Monica and Shree are saying like we're getting along really well we haven't like started to get on each other's nerves yet so that's definitely good and then Chip and Riken depart at 254, David and Jeff at 257, Kelly and John at three AM, Steve and Dave at four nineteen AM. So Steve and Dave are about an hour and a half behind the rest of the teams. But they're still depart before the ticket counters open at five. Yeah. Which is not too bad. So I wonder if they like had done some research on what flights leave first because they all go to Air France. hmm Without even, like, thinking of other... Other airlines. Yeah. Tiana and Drew were there first, and they were, like, sitting... They got... You know, they just, like, sat down on the ground and waited for the ticket counter to open, and then there was, like, three or four teams behind them, and Chip and Ryken show up at the airport, and they're like, oh, are things going to be weird? Are we going to have to respect the lines again? Are we going to have to respect the lines? Yes. I... I I can't remember any other season that they, like... There's so much talk about respecting the lines. Mm -hmm. It's happened in, like, every episode. Yeah. Like, something happens with the line. Yeah. And everybody gets so angry at each other. But it's always centered around Riken and Chip. Yeah. (laughs) It's nobody else. So, they were like, oh, are we going to have to respect the lines? But then Chip goes up to Tian and was like, hey, will you book our tickets? And she's like sure let me ask jury if that's okay and, and she said she would mm-hmm. and millie and chuck are right behind Tian and Jerry and she's like you're gonna book our tickets and she's like i I don't i didn't tell them i would and she's like, like i didn't say that we'll tell you when we decide we haven't decided yeah I'm I'm like what well, you, you said you just told him you would <laughs> <laughs> but millie just gets mad and she walks out of the line in yeah. france and goes to british airways and John and Al followed them there. And like, yeah. people are already mad at Tian and Jerry for the car lineup from last leg. Mm-hmm. Just, why would you even do that? Just let Chip and Rykin fend for themselves. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, that flight with Air France, Tian and Jerry got on there, but they didn't buy, they didn't end, didn't end up buying Chip and Rykin's ticket. No. And there was only four tickets left. Mm-hmm. So, John and Kelly got on that flight. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, Chip walked up and he's like, hey, did did you get our tickets? And she's like, you're going to have to discuss that with them. And she was talking about John and Kelly. Yeah. And John's like, he said, no cutting or I'll punch your eye out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have so many questions about this situation. Tian says, you're going to have to discuss it with them. In no scenario ever would John and Kelly be like, yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. You yeah. can get these tickets. So, okay. And then, so why did she even tell him that she was going to book their tickets and then not do it? And then, why would Chip and Riken think that this isn't going to, like, make people upset? And weren't they the ones that got super mad when Steve and Josh bought Steve and Dave's mm-hmm. ticket on the first leg? Like, That's so what started the, the whole thing. Yeah. Anyways. They were they the ones that got so mad. Yeah. <laughs> this is so hypocritical. And Chip, last episode, do not. Question my integrity. Yeah. Like, got so mad that somebody said that. And, like, then you just do this. And then the, like, final thing that I was just like, what? In their interview, right after this little scene, Chip and we were like, yeah, we decided that we would just honor the line. No, you didn't decide mm-hmm. that. You were just denied. Yeah. Tian decided that for you when she said she wasn't buying her yeah. tickets. If she bought you the ticket, you would have turned you it would have around done it. Yeah. to be... Yeah. <laughs> You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it was annoying. (laughs) So that first flight had Tian and Tree and John and Kelly. And then the next flight with British Airways, that one was going through London. And that had everybody else except for David and Jeff and Steve and Dave. So they find out that the flights, all the flights that go through Paris are booked. So they get a flight from Marseille to Orly, it's O-R-L-Y, which yeah. is another airport in Paris. But then they have to drive themselves from Orly to the Charles, Charles de Gaulle, Gaulle, which is like the main airport in Paris, which is like an hour drive. And they have an hour between They the have flights. an hour between flights. That's insane. So they're supposed to get on that flight that everybody else is getting on from Paris to Amsterdam. But they have to get from Orly to Charles de Gaulle to get there by taxi. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, That's not going to happen. No, I would have been... Well, we'll come to that. Well, it happens right now. (laughs) The taxis. Everybody's like landing and doing their um, layovers or like their connections in London or Paris. And the other two teams, those two teams get in their taxis, make their way to Charles de Gaulle. And there's an accident and they get stuck in traffic. Traffic. And it's like at a standstill. And so they're kind of like very dejected. They're like, yeah, we're not going to make it. Yeah, they... When they get in the taxi they're like, Can we make it to Charles de Gaulle by nine oh five? And the taxi driver's like his face was like, mm, <laughs> No. But we'll try, I guess. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> so that first plane with Tian and Jerry and John and Kelly Lands in Amsterdam at eleven oh two and the second plane with everybody else except for those two teams we just talked about lands at eleven oh five. So they're right, neck and neck. It's only a three minute difference. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the trains are right at the airport. Yeah. Oh, do we? They they missed the flight. Is that now? Oh yeah. We I think we were. Did we say that? that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they missed the flight. They get tickets on a KLM flight that leaves like at eleven forty five. Yeah. Okay. So now, all the other teams are arriving in Amsterdam. They get on the trains except for Millie and Chuck decide to take a taxi, and Tian and Jaree miss that first train. So, they're also a little bit behind. Yeah, they're kind of like asking somebody about tickets and stuff like that. And everybody kind of seems to know what they're doing except for Tian and Jerry. <laughs> and they miss that train. So, all these teams get to that clue box on that bridge about the same time. And the route info says choose a boat and drive yourself to the Sheepvart Museum. It's like S C H E E P V A R T. I think Phil pon- pronounced it like Scott Fart. It does look like shit, though. (laughs) There's a lot of interesting Dutch names. Okay, before I move on, I'm going to talk about that anyways. Okay. Amsterdam? Yeah. Okay. When it was like, one of the clues, it was like, make your way to Amsterdam, Holland. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Isn't it Netherlands? Like, I hear Holland. It's like, what's the difference between Holland and Netherlands? This is really funny because I looked this up like two days ago. Oh, really? Before I even knew they were going to go to Amsterdam. Well, it says the Netherlands consists of 12 provinces, but many people use Holland when talking about the Netherlands. There's a province of Nord and Zuid-Holland that make Holland. So it's like just a section of the Netherlands. But like it says the use of Holland is the use of Holland to refer to the entirety of the ne- Netherlands is a cork of English. It means woodland. It refers specifically to one region of the Netherlands. And I think Amsterdam is in that Holland region of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I got from my research. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, Amsterdam, which translates to the dam on the river Amstel, (laughs) is the capital and the most populous city of the Netherlands. And it has a population in the whole metropolitan area of about 2.5 million. And Amsterdam is colloquially. That's a hard word. Colloquially. Colloquially. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Colloquially. (laughs) Colloquially. (laughs) I will never say that word again. Oh, wow. Referred to as the Venice of the North for its large number of canals. It's a... UNESCO World Heritage Site. (laughs) Oh, that was really hard. (sighs) Okay, I need a drink. (laughs) Okay. Amsterdam is below sea level but has managed to stay above the water thanks to its canal system and wooden poles that support the buildings. It says, unfortunately, the swampy marshes beneath make for poor foundations and have resulted in several cracks and slanted buildings over the years, and it's sinking. Amsterdam is home to 165 canals with the, oh, and Venice only has 150. Oh, wow. So. But Amsterdam does have roads, like for cars. Yeah. And Venice didn't, right? Yeah. And people ride a lot of bikes. Yeah. Cycling is key to the city's modern character, and there are num- numerous biking paths and lanes. It's a long-running reputation as a cycle-friendly city. It's not surprising to hear lots of bells and from cyclists throughout the day. Over 60% of its residents cycle every day. And there are about three bicycles for every car on the road. Hmm. The city is also well-known for its nightlife, and it's a festival city with a lot of like festival activity. There's lots of nightclubs that are some of the most world famous and Amsterdam is considered an alpha alpha world city. What was it what did we say that meant Alpha world city? I don't know. It was like a power city, a world city is the primary A global city, also known as an Alpha city, is a city that serves as a primary node in the global economic network. In 2022, Amsterdam was ranked the ninth best city in the world to live and 12th globally on quality of living for environment and infrastructure. But it's sinking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Dutch capital is considered one of the most multicultural cities in the world, with at least 177 nationalities represented. There are a lot of notable residents from Amsterdam throughout history, like Rembrandt and Vincent van Gogh, Descartes, and and Frank. So Um, we're going on that trip to Ireland. Like, a bunch of people in our family were going on a trip to Ireland in November. And our cousin and our aunt and our cousin's daughter have a layover in Amsterdam on their way home. And it's like a 16-hour layover. But they chose that, actually, because they wanted to, mm-hmm. like, spend time. They're like, it's actually like a whole other country and city that we get to see. And they're going to go to the Anne Frank house. And, yeah, it should be really interesting. I am yeah. love to go there. So it says that um, smoking... Tobacco is illegal, but you can smoke cannabis indoors. You It's illegal to smoke joints in public. You have to smoke in the coffee shops. It says there are over 200 coffee shops in this city for you <laughs> to enjoy the substance privately and, most importantly, safely. And we should probably tell them that Yeah, <laughs> they stop in a coffee shop and are like, what the? Yeah. Uh, there are more than 2,500 houseboats in Amsterdam, many of which you can stay in. Instead of, like, a hotel, they're located along the canals and the river, and these floating homes are built on a concrete pontoon and have the features of a normal house, like restrooms, kitchens, and bedrooms. They look really cool. Yeah. It would be cool to live there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you imagine Amsterdam, you can, you imagine, like, a lot of tall, skinny buildings. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, it's because in the 17th century, the amount of tax citizens had to pay was based on the width of their house. So, people built slender buildings with four or five floors instead of wide buildings. Interesting. It says, the narrowest house in Amsterdam is just two meters wide and five meters deep. That's like six feet. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the width of this table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Your property taxes must be low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to go here. It would yeah there's non-stop flights from salt lake to amsterdam Mm -hmm. so it's easy to get to i mean it's still a long flight but yeah yeah we should go sometime well so what they have to do once they get this clue on the bridge like we said is to choose a boat and drive themselves to that museum um so they have directions and a map when they get on the boat And And they have to run the boat. Yeah, they have to drive the boat themselves. Millie and Chuck are the first ones in, and they head off. And this started happening last episode, but, like, Chuck wants to be sure and check things. And Millie just keeps saying, hurry, go, go, please Mm -hmm. go, please go, Chuck. And he just, like, rushes to do something, and then they mess up. Like, they get lost here. Mm -hmm. And a couple of teams follow them. John and Kelly follow them, and and they get lost as well. John and Kelly still, like, don't like Millie and Chuck. And they said that they call them were- the werewolf and Millie Mole. I'm like, you guys are rude. Yeah. So they say, they call her Millie Mole because she has a mole on her lip, which she can't help it. Yeah. And they call him a werewolf because they're like, he looks like he's in the second phase of transforming into a werewolf. He has these ugly muscles around his mouth that when he talks, he's just like, like, they're so rude. I know. And like... It's one thing to think that in your mind, but then to say that on national TV. Yeah. And uh, did they just think they were, like, joking with the person, you know? Because it was, like, when they were doing their, like, interview. Mm-hmm. Did they think they were just, like, joking with the person doing their interview and they weren't going to put it on Show there? that. Because <laughs> would you? I would be so embarrassed if I was talking like that about somebody and then it yeah. got on to the show. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't say that about anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean... This was 2003 when it wasn't as cool to be nice to, to people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're just not nice to them. Um, John and Al are kind of like going in their boat and they're like, where are they going? They're like going the opposite direction. And so they kind of just are, what is the word? They trust themselves. Yeah. So those other two teams, if you didn't trust yourself, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, let's just follow them. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. They trust themselves, and they do it right, and they go the right way. So it's just an example of if you're on the race, just because everybody's doing something doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. you got to trust yourself. And then Millie says something, though, that I found was very interesting because she says, don't make a move until we know we're going the right way. When are we going to learn our lesson? You. You're the one that keeps telling him to hurry. Yeah. So John and Al are the first ones to get to that museum, and when they get there, it's a clue for the detour. Mm, and okay, yeah, the detour <laughs> choices are 500 kilograms or 15 feet. 500 kilograms is they have to drive 30 miles to a market, put on wooden clogs, and carry like wheels of cheese on a stretcher to some scales, and they have to weigh in 500 kilograms of cheese exactly, no more, no less. 15 feet is they have to drive 12 miles to this ranch where they turn cow manure into fertilizer and search barehanded for the clue in 15 pile of 15 feet high pile 15. of manure yeah john and i'll choose the 15 feet when i was listening it's just like one of those ones that's like so obvious like this one's gonna be easier yeah but it's gonna suck yeah i would choose that one yeah i would choose manure we grew up working on a farm, <laughs> we're not scared of manure. <laughs> it is disgusting that you have to do it without gloves. Yeah. It's literally barehanded and it They do get like boots and like a like a jumpsuit thing and goggles, mm-hmm. but yeah, they don't get stuff to cover their hands. It would be gross, but it's like, oh, I'd do that for a million dollars. Yeah. And it was definitely the easier of the two. Yeah. The it would they the clues were like barely buried. Yeah. So. And five hundred kilograms is 1102 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot of cheese. That is and a lot. those clogs looked really hard to walk in. Yeah. So yeah, if we were there, <laughs> we would have definitely chose 15 feet and we wouldn't have enjoyed it, but it would have been done quicker. <laughs> <laughs> um so Tian and Juri are on the boat and they're fighting so bad. They're struggling. They Tian like Juri has the map in her hands and Tian literally like rips it from her hands. Yeah. And they just seem like they literally can't stand each other and they're so both so miserable tian is just being miserable Mm -hmm. in general and jerry is miserable because of Mm tian tian's like amsterdam sucks i hate it here and jerry's like i like amsterdam (laughs) (laughs) that's just kind of like their whole attitude like tian is so she's just negative and yeah i would hate to be on her team and so because millie and chuck got lost they decide they want to do the fast forward which again why i feel like so many people do it i I, not everybody can wait until the end of the race to save their fast forward i know but i just feel like people do it at a dumb time like they know that there's people behind them behind them they're pretty much already like if you just find the clue yeah they're like the first three teams i wouldn't have done the fast forward but they think they need to do it so and this did look pretty cool The fast forward is to, they like go to North Amsterdam, find this windmill and they have to like get strapped to one of the sails and go around 10 resolutions. Revolutions? Revolutions. Yeah. Revolutions. It seems like super intense, but like Mm -hmm. kind of fun. It probably make me sick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have done it though. They're already in their boat in the canal. They can find their way and they're still in the front of the pack, but whatever. And at this point, David and Jeff and Steve and Dave are just landing mm-hmm. as John and Al get to the detour. And they find the clue pretty quickly. It does look like it's so wet and muddy all around that pile of manure and like deep mud. Yeah. I like it's stuck in there. The pile itself is not that bad. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like around it, yeah. I think, is this the squishy part. Yes. <laughs> It's, like, mixed with hay and stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, the actual pile is not super gross. Million Chuck do the detour. I mean, the fast forward. They find it easily. They do it easily. So they get the clue, and it says, drive yourself to the next pit stop at Castile Muter slot in Mutin. mountain mountain The last team to check in will be eliminated. I put in parentheses, like, the phonetic, because it looks like Mutin, but yeah. it's... Spelled M-U-I-D-E-N. Yeah. So they head to the pit stop. And Kelly and John get the detour clue. And John says, let's do the poo. (laughs) Kelly says, the poo. (laughs) But she goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And they get there. And they kind of, like, seem to, like, have a good time with it. And Monica and Cherie also decide to do the manure. And then we we go to John and Al, who are finishing the detour. Mm Mm-hmm. And the clue says to go to the Monacan Dam. the town of Monikendam. Oh, and find the the statue called the Smoker. And they take their socks off, and there's like yeah. manure on well, their he socks. Was, <laughs> he lost his shoe. They oh, is were, that what happened? They were throwing manure at each other and like yeah. playing around in it, like <laughs> like teasing okay. each other. And he his boot came off. It got stuck. Oh, in I the didn't blood. see that part. <laughs> yeah, but it looked disgusting. It was on his foot. Then those last two teams are just getting to the detour clue on the bridge to get into the boats and search the canals, which doesn't seem like they're too far behind. Everybody. Well, and Tian and Drury are still in the boat. Yeah. So. So, yeah. It's like, oh, well, they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Chip and can decide to do the cheese. When they were, like, trying to decide, they're, like, 15 feet. And Chip, like, puts his hand up, and he's like, well, oh, I'm six feet. Wow, 15 feet's a lot. Let's go do the cheese. <laughs> But this one definitely looked harder. Yeah. So they have like this wooden, what do they call it? A wooden... A stretcher. Stretcher. That they stack a bunch of cheese wheels on and they put a bunch on there and it looks mm-hmm. heavy and mm-hmm. they're both like strong men and they carry it over to the... There's like the straps weight. that go over their shoulders. Mm-hmm. They carry it over to the weight and they have to stack it on there and their first load isn't even close. They still have to, after their first load that looked very heavy... They still have to do 438 more kilograms. Yeah. So they it's only like, did. Wow. 50, 50, like what? 60, 70 kilograms. Yeah. <laughs> so that one looked hard. I'm glad. I mean, I would be glad that we wouldn't have chosen that one if we were. Yeah. Because that would be hard. Honestly, like walking in those shoes looked like the hardest mm-hmm. part. They were just like shuffling. Um When those last two teams get their clue for the detour, David and Jeff choose poo and Steve I'm well, not really poo. I, I just had that written Yeah. Down. 15 feet. <laughs> and Steve and Dave choose the cheese. And I'm like, no, Steve and Dave. I don't do cheese. And they were really funny about it, too, because they were like, we thought no one, like, for sure no one would do the cow crap. <laughs> no one was going to do that. Yeah. I'm like, why did you choose that? Um, but Chip and Ryken finish the cheese one while John and Al are arriving at the statue and get the next clue, which is the roadblock. And it says, who has a firm grip and likes seafood? Yeah, so a team, one teammate has to get onto a marked boat and they have to use their bare hands to catch 25 live eels and put them into a marked container. <laughs> These eels look disgusting. Yeah. Like that gives me like the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, this is so gross. Cece was watching with me at this part, and she was like, "Ugh, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's my four-year-old daughter." Yeah. Ugh. But you would have had to do this if we opened the clue and it says who likes seafood. I'd have been like you because I would have assumed it was like eating something. Yeah. And I could have gone through it. I probably can get through. Almost anything for a million dollars. Yeah, But they were disgusting. It was pretty They were gross. all just... They were, like, in the bottom of the boat and just, like, wriggling around. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I would have hated that. Nobody, like, has a, too hard of a time doing it. No. Um, But Millie and Chuck get to the pit stop. They check in as team number one. And they look miserable. They look so unhappy. I'm like... They do win a cruise yeah. to Mexico with Royal Caribbean. A seven-night Mexican Riviera cruise... Thing. Well, and Phil says, like, how's it going? And Millie's like, oh, it's been hard. Chuck doesn't trust me. And then in their little interview after that, Chuck says, Millie thinks that trusting her means doing exactly what she wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's that's not what trust means to me in her face. She, like, opened her mouth to say something and then just closed it and <laughs> sat there. Like, she wanted to say something so bad. but It's true, though, just because, I mean, that's not trust, just doing what the other person yeah. tells you. Like, work together. And she is bossy. hmm And, yeah, they make mistakes because she brushes him. And so, I don't know who, which one of John and Al did the uh, roadblock. I, I I don't remember either. But I thought I had it yeah. at one time and then. But, obviously, after the roadblock, the next clue says drive yourself to the pit stop. Monica and Cherie are leaving the detour with the manure one. And they start heading down the wrong direction. Like, immediately leaving the branch and so she like they can't, she can't figure out how to put it in reverse yeah so then she makes like a wide turn off the road into the grass to like make a u-turn and she gets stuck because everything there is wet yeah it's just like everything is like marshy and swampy <laughs> and wet and they get stuck and then, luckily, this big van pulls up alongside him and is, like, equipped to... It's like a guy in a he was like reflective an, yeah. jacket with, like, a harness to pull he out. He looks like a tow truck driver, but <laughs> okay. he just happened to be driving by. <laughs> that was, like, the luckiest person that could drive yeah. by that exact time. Yeah. A lot of teams are checking in in the next little while. So, team number two to check in were John and Al. And they did really good this lake. Yeah. Like, they didn't make a single mistake And they communicated really well, and they were still happy, and they did perfect. And like we said, they trusted their instincts and like didn't follow everybody around the canals. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, I think we need to go this way. Yeah, and they even though they're the clowns and they like have weird like facial expressions and do weird things, they're still pretty (laughs) quiet, and they like keep to themselves. But they're nice to people. Yeah, and then they like pulled out this really great Mm lake. They seem to be in like a semi-alliance with Millie and Chuck. Like they work together quite often know. but not in this one cuz they knew they were million check were going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. We <sighs> go back to Tian and Juri. They're doing some more fighting on their way to find the cow manure thing. It's just awful. Tian is like trying to play like this victim. She's like I would never wish like ill upon you. Why would you talk to me that way? And Dri's yeah, like I would like, never want to one... hurt you. Yeah, you're the one that is talking mean to me. But Juri is Basically saying, like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which at that point I probably would feel the same way. Because yeah. she's literally like sitting in the back. Like Jury is driving and has the map in front of her face. And Tian is literally just like has her head and her hands in the back and just looks like she doesn't even care at all. And I like I don't even get why this is happening. It's like Tian says that Jury is not good at navigating and she's better at driving. So Jury is driving, but then Tian won't navigate and mm-hmm. I don't understand. But anyway, did we say that John and Kelly are team three? Not yet. Okay. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Okay. John and Kelly are team three. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve and Dave arrive to the cheese detour, and I'm thinking, like, where's David and Jeff? We haven't seen them in a while. But Chip and Cherie get to the, clo- the, clo- <laughs> the clue at the roadblock at the same time. What was the- oh, yeah, the eels. So they kind of, like, follow each other. Mm-hmm. To the pit stop. Yeah. And like they said last leg, like, they're kind of, they kind of like each other because they think they're the minorities and they are like sticking together. Yeah. But not, not really. Just when it's beneficial for both of them. Just when they happen to be in the same place at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So David and Jeff get the clue out of the manure just as Tian injury arrives. So Tian injury are, it took them forever to do that canal thing. Yeah. Like they said they were wandering through the canal for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And David and Jeff had missed a flight in Paris and got another flight and landed and finished all that before them. Yeah. And they were on the first flight. And they had the fast forward from the lake before. <laughs> they literally are back at the end. It was it was not a good day for them. No. So, like, the last 20 minutes is always, like, super chaotic of an episode. Because mm-hmm. we're cutting back and forth between teams checking in, finishing the roadblock, trying to find everything. David and Jeff do come back on the screen. They do the manure detour. Steve and Dave are getting the clue at the cheese so I was like I wonder which detour location is closer to the roadblock because that probably also makes a difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's right about the same time that they're finishing up mm-hmm. their detour and, and the roadblock is really short and fast yeah. yeah and the manure must have been closer because Tian and Jerry get there to the roadblock well, David bef- and Jeff and Tian and Jerry get to the roadblock and finish it before Steve and Dave even yes get there. exactly Unfortunately. Yeah. So Chip and Reichen are team number four. Monica and Sheree are team five. David and Jeff are team six. And Jeff looks like Hugh Jackman. When they showed up, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I had to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. And Tian and Dre are lost again. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, good. Good. They're going to be eliminated. Yeah. they fighting, and their bad navigation is going to finally get them out. But it doesn't. Because at this point, you're kind of like, who's going to be, who's going to run up to the mat. And unfortunately, it's Tian and Juri. Unfortunately, it's Tian. Not unfortunately, Juri. Yeah. <laughs> I want Juri to stay in the race, but not Tian. But they get there, and Phil tells them, you're team number seven. They're like, what? Really? <laughs> oh, we thought we were eliminated.
1: Like, then, they're not even happy yeah. about it. And
0: Tian says, hoping to be eliminated is more like it. Yeah. And so she doesn't even want to be here anymore. Yeah. And we said that last, at last season with... Um, Gosh, I can't even. Uh, flow, flow. It's like if you don't want to be there, there were so many other teams eliminated that want to be there. That's so rude. Just leave and let somebody else who wants to be there be there, or get your head in the game. Cause I feel like Steve and Dave would have wanted to stay if they yeah. could have, or Steve and Josh, or you know, like yeah. So everybody up until now wants to do it, mm-hmm. and there, she just like acts like she could care less. Yeah, and I almost was thinking that. Like, they were going to walk up to the mat and just be like, we don't want to do this anymore. And I think if the fact that Jaree didn't want to stay, they probably would have. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They're team number seven. And that means that Steve and Dave are the last to arrive. And Dave says he's keeping his cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also said, um, I learned that I really love my wife. And you think that he's, like, joking at first. And, and then, then he, he, like, starts, starts to get and emotional. And... Yeah, he starts to get emotional. He's like, you don't know how good you have it until you don't have it for a while. And like, yeah. all oh, that's sweet. Steve and Dave were so nice. They were so nice to everyone. They were just, like, these happy-go-lucky guys. They were always in the back where they are trying to enjoy their time, even though they were at the back. And they were always very pleasantly surprised that they weren't eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll miss them, but I really don't think they could have won. No. I don't think so, either. I think it's about time that they went. Yeah. yeah. And they said that they are going to stay the best of friends. So they did win one leg, that one that they did the fast forward in Venice. Mm -hmm. Um, But their overall average was 6.2 and their placement was 8th overall. So they took 5th. So they were like in the middle of the pack, kind of in the first half on the first leg and then first place and then ninth, 8th, 8th. So what was it that put them so far behind to go from 1st to ninth? So, they got first in Venice, and from Venice, we went to Austria. Oh, because they, like, went to that train station, and oh, then they're yeah. like, no, you need to leave from the other train station, so I had to go back. That other local said, oh, yeah, take this train, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, and they That's do that, right. and then it's wrong. Steve is now 67, and Dave is 63, almost 64 in August. Mm-hmm. Um, So, that means they were only 47 and 43? Yeah. We talked about that, I'm pretty sure. Like, they look way older. Way older. Than I literally thought you were going to tell me that one of them was died. No. Because they were like 85. (laughs) No. Yeah, they were in their 40s on the race. I mean, I don't want (laughs) to... If you're listening, Steve and Dave, I'm sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised you were only 43. (laughs) So, Steve... Okay, well, first of all, interesting... Steve and Josh that were eliminated last week or last episode, their last name is Cottingham. And so is David's Hmm. from this team. His name is David Cottingham. And he is retired from the Federal Aviation Administration. And he still lives in Illinois. And he has a Facebook that he like sometimes posts. He has pictures of him and his wife and his grandkids and kids and stuff. So, he's still kicking. And I couldn't really find anything on Steve. His Facebook is not active anymore at all. Like, it was deleted, so he doesn't even have a profile. And I think there was one comment on, like, somebody commented on one of Dave's Facebook pictures. And he's like, yeah, me and Steve have broken up. JK, we're still Mm. friends. So, they're still friends, but I can't find anything about him. Hmm. Okay. So... That's I hope it. they're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to get along pretty well, so. That yeah. is them. And I, I feel like we've got to get out of Europe now. We've been in Europe for five leagues. And we know, can we say, should we say, we know they're going to India in Lake 7. Hmm. True. I didn't even think about that. This is episode 5. We're going to watch episode 6 right now. We know they're going to India in leg 7. Because we have a special surprise for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very exciting. Um, so we're going to go watch episode six right now and we will see. What do you think? You said Turkey, didn't you? For the last one. Last one I said Ghana. I said Turkey like, like a long time ago. Long time ago. I feel like they're going to just skip Africa altogether in this season. You think? Yeah. We're going to go to like Southeast Asia again. So maybe something like Turkey. Yeah. To get halfway to India. Okay. We'll see. Okay. So stay tuned. We'll be back for the next episode and thanks for listening bye thanks for listening this is the amazing rewatch podcast you can email us at the amazing at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at the amazing or you can join our facebook group the amazing rewatch podcast please like rate and review and share with your friends and reach out to us we love to hear from you thanks for your support and thanks for listening Bye!